couple years ago, I was sitting down, uh, taking a break from my job at The Athletic Media Company, and uh, I was drinking a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing, and I thought, uh, hey, this this could be a partnership because I'm, I'm an ad wizard, and so I put those two things together, and Took a couple years, but now I get to read ads for Athletic Brewing and uh, their non-alcoholic beers, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about it because I like the product. I like the product for a variety of different reasons. There are times where I'm uh, the designated driver, and that is it's perfect for me. I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on a whole lot. There are also times where I'm not the designated driver, but it's going to be a long day of gabbing. And I don't necessarily need to have 10 IPAs in a row. So I will mix in an athletic, non-alcoholic beer. And I I feel like I don't miss a beat. And it allows me to pace myself uh, the way I want to do it. It's perfect for beach days, music festivals, baseball games, camping, late nights. Uh, They have a ton of different varieties. They have uh, Light. They have Upside uh, Dawn Golden. They have Run Wild IPA. They have a Hazy IPA. They have Summer Seasonals. They've got a a Lemon Rattler, Ripe Pursuit. I don't even know what a Rattler is, but now I want to try it. I feel bad that I haven't tried it. So this summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know, Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code T. TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off. It's near beer, non-alcoholic beer, and it tastes... Listen, I grew up with some funky ones. Uh, those didn't taste like beer. This tastes like... This This is good non-alcoholic beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. <laughs> Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. What's going on, Eric? Not much. How you doing, Dave? Good, man. It's a wild time for the Braves. Got their twelfth straight win last night, but of course it, the enthusiasm was uh, tempered in the post game. By the fact you lost Ozzy Albies for a while with a broken left foot on a freaky play, man. You don't see guys get injured like that. The way it wasn't he did the that. impact of the ball, right? It was when he stepped. Just stepped. Ball didn't ball didn't hit it. Yeah, he just stepped funny and immediately, you know, kind of like you know, a guy popping an Achilles. You know, just kind of turns wrong. But yeah, I don't know that I've seen a guy do that doing. Com- in that particular movement before, but foot fracture, left foot fracture. They haven't given a time frame yet, but I'm not going to be surprised if they say August, it'll be at least two months and six to eight weeks for a common person. He's going to have to do a rehab assignment after he comes back. Don't know the severity of the fracture. If there's any complications, I don't think it is, but I, I would not, I would not expect to see him before August. Yeah. I mean, it's, I write them off till at least September and, and, and plan otherwise, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mid, mid August, mid to late August or September. Yeah. That would be two plus months. Yeah. And I, they put him on a 60 day DL. So they obviously yeah. know he's out for at least two months. So, yeah. uh, you know, that, that eliminates at least until late August. So yeah, I think you're probably right. September is more realistic, but uh, the, you know, there's no good thing about it. I was going to say the good thing about it, but there really is no good thing about no. it. But no. I mean, if we're being, Brutally honest, and, and I, not to downplay Ozzy's significance because it's big. I mean, his energy, his defense, the fact he plays every day, is, it, you know, he's he's a huge part of this team. But you won the World Series last year losing Acuna. Yep. You're not losing Acuna. And it's, this year, Ozzy's not been himself offensively. I mean, he's got a sub-700 OPS. The batting average is down about 25 points. The OPS is down about 100 points. He's hit a little bit lately. Um, he had the Grand Slam this weekend, so he's got 11 RBIs in June. But, I mean, if we're just looking at his numbers, he has not been the same hitter for whatever reason this year. Yeah, and, you know, he's he's been able to stay pretty damn healthy, too. I mean, playing – he plays yeah. a lot of games every year. And yeah. This is one of those freak uh, – maybe it's like a, 
a freak athlete thing, you know, because I, I don't think I'll ever have to worry about breaking my foot just right. because I can't put that much force down right. that quick. But, you know, he's a little guy who puts a lot of torque and force on his yeah. joints and everything. I mean, he's an incredibly strong little dude. He's probably 170, yeah. 65 pounds, and he's nothing but muscle. And to be so able to hit got, the ball as, as far right. as he does, you know he's strong. Right. So he's putting some unusual stress on bones. And I mean, remember, he broke the elbow in minor leagues. So there was some question about, okay, can he withstand the rigors of this game? Because he's so yeah. small. And back then, he was 15 pounds lighter probably than he is now. But he broke his elbow just swinging. Yeah. You know, he broke like the tip off of it. Just taking I, a swing in a minor league playoff game. So, but he comes up the majors and I, I wondered about with his size and all that. Well, he quickly answered all those yeah. Uh, questions about because he's been very durable like you said last year like he missed two games with an injury we thought was going to keep him out for a couple of weeks you know and he, he comes back fast but yeah. in this case this is a broken bone he will not be coming back fast no I mean there's there's <laughs> you can't really tough this out you know no. or, or or compensate when you have a broken bone yeah I mean so, some guys do it with like a fractured toe or, or finger right. and they finger, finish out the right. year and then get it fixed but a broken foot I mean yeah. Yeah. You just put all, I mean, with anything weight bearing like that, it's like an ankle, a badly sprained ankle, a broken foot. No, especially for any hitter, but a guy whose game is all speed and range and you can't play second base if you have yeah. any foot issue at all. So, um, and they won't rush him back. Obviously that's why I think they went in and put him on the 60 day IL. They're like, well, we're not, we're not even going to try to get him back faster mm -hmm. than what realistically they must've been told by the doc. It's going to be at least that long. So, yeah. Um, and the other thing is they do have depth, you know, I, Orlando Arcia trade has already come back a couple of times and been like, when they got him, we thought, why did they get him? You know, early yeah. last season, then he spent like a month down a triple A before he even came up or maybe longer. I forget, but he played a big part for the Braves and getting to the world series. And they were able to plug him in the outfield where he'd never even played except for when they sent him out there in the minors and get him ready to come up here. Yeah. So he's a guy that's really that's that trade's already paid off a lot for what they gave up to get him. They signed him to a two year deal in the offseason. He's very, very low salary, very versatile guy who's had a great attitude the whole time he's been here about not playing, you know, not being used for days on end. And uh, he's been a really good in the clubhouse. Him and Heredia are really good friends, always upbeat, positive. So you know what? He's earned his chance. He's done a lot with his limited opportunities and hit. So he's earned his chance, even though he hadn't played a whole lot of second base. He has played it in both the majors and especially in the minors. So, and the fact that he came up as a shortstop—that—that's a move that's usually yeah. not that difficult. You can play yeah. the middle infield. You can play the middle infield. Yeah, if you're athletic and young, especially. And uh, so he's going to get—he's going to get the reps. I think he's going to get most. Of it. Snit hasn't said anything yet, but I think he's going to be the guy. So that's why they, when they called up, they just called up Phil Goslin. And that's why they didn't call up a guy who is maybe because Gosling's only playing first and third now, basically at Triple A. He's not the, the defender he used to be. But but since they're going to use Arcia at second, they needed a guy who could play a bunch of positions. And Gosling, you can even stick him in yeah. the outfield. Snit's real familiar with him. The Braves, you know, he he was a Brave for a long time, and uh, Snit loves those guys like that. He can stick in there for a game or two and get some good at bats. So. There's your move. Phil Goslin coming up and be your utility guy now. Your number one guy replacing Arcia on a bench. Yeah, you got to have guys like that because things like this always come up. Um, I think, you know, I mean, Arcia for me seems to have good at bats. He's, he's hit all right when he's come in. Yeah. And the transition, you know, there's it's a lot a of second. Yeah, some big ones. There's a lot of second basemen that you cannot put a shortstop. But I've I've exactly. never seen really yep. a shortstop that yep. made me question whether he could play second base or not. The yep. the range required is just so much less. Yeah. But yep. you, I'm not going to say that you're not going to miss Ozzy's defense because you know I haven't looked up any defensive numbers um, for him, but I'm assuming he ranks pretty well on all those. Uh, yeah. You know I, I, analytics. I, think, I my gut is that RC is going to be fine defensively yeah. over there, as probably as close to as good as Ozzy. I mean, and and. And he and Dansby have worked together enough, you know, spring training, some games, that I don't think that'll be much of an issue. It's not going to be the immediate chemistry that Dansby has with Ozzy, of course, but I think yep. they'll get it together pretty quick. Those are two smart guys. Um, um, and, and the other good thing is you've got a lot of depth down there. So if for some reason Goss comes up and he's Goose is just not the guy he used to be, 
and really struggle, or they need somebody to step in again for five games for somebody. Um, they've got depth down there. They got Pavaleka, another experienced major league guy. Goins is a really good defender, but he's really his hitting has been abysmal down in AAA, or he might have given the guy, but he's just not hitting anymore. Um, and then Shoemaker, the big shortstop prospect, is down there, and he's pretty. He looks like he's pretty close to being ready. So it wouldn't if you needed, say, God forbid, something happened to Dansby, you know, or to Arcia. I think you could bring Shoemaker up and give him a shot. I mean, you know, they they've already they've already shown again how bold they will be when they think a guy's ready, like they were with Michael Harris, and stick him in there and play him every single day. So, but they're going to obviously hope that 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 doesn't come to that and that. That uh, Arcia takes off at second, plays well, and 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 Goose is ready to be the uh, main utility guy. So, with with without the need for pinch hitting, that in, the position is just not as important as it used to be. Yeah. As long as you guys stay healthy, because yeah, Braves play their infielders every day basically, unless there's a nicked up. Man, just you saying if something happened to Dansby made me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad because if something does, yeah. people are going to be out say I mentioned it. No, that, that's just a position though that. You lose your shortstop. That would kill him. Oh, yeah. That would hurt. That would hurt bad. Yeah. RCA can yeah. move over to shortstop, obviously, yeah. and then you fill in at second. But then all of a sudden, your infield defense goes from being right up there with the best in the league to suspect. Yeah. Yeah. But Dansby, yeah. He's played – I think – I know he's played every game. I think he's played every inning this year. Yeah. yeah he's he, The guy plays every day. <laughs> every day I mean, in every inning. So and he's um, he's having a year. You know, he's all of a sudden, hell of a year. His best <laughs> season, man. Yeah, he's doing everything. Yeah, he has really turned it around after that slow start offensively. Yeah, he's playing Gold Glove caliber defense, legit. Because its metrics say he is the best or one of the two or three best. Man, it's so nice when the metrics match up with yep. what you're seeing. Yep, finally with Dansby, and uh, and offensively, my God, after that first. Month. 30 games or so, he has really taken off offensively. He's been the best hitter, him and Riley. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 12th, it, it kind of it overshadowed what is pretty amazing streak here. They continue doing what they need to do against some bad teams, which is beating them. They're beating all of them. I mean, that's 12 in a row, and they've got <laughs> yeah. three more against the Nationals, mm-hmm. who are a shell of what they used to be. So, if the Braves can keep pitching the way they have, they're doing everything right now. That's the thing. They're, all the components came together at the right time against some inferior teams, and here's the result, which is it feels like every every night, even if they get down a run or two, that they're going to win a game. The yeah. way they're pitching, rotation and bullpen. You know, they're not getting any bad starts now that they have uh, Strider in that fifth hole. Yeah, and you know, it's it's <laughs> – when when people want to criticize or say it's not that big deal, a big a deal, they won twelve in a row against because it's bad teams. But they were battling and they, and nothing was going right. right. You know, early on in the season and when they were playing good teams and nothing was going right, they were battling. Um, you're not going to keep playing like this either. But these are the these are the streaks that when you look at the the big picture at the end of the year, we're not going to be talking about unless they win twenty in a row or something. Right. We're not going to be talking about this in three months or two months. Right. You're just going to look back at the overall record. And if this was a six and six, but they played better early on, you know, it all kind of balances out. But I don't think it's it's a knock on a team to win 12 in a row against anybody because it's no. impo- it's almost impossible to do in the big leagues. The only people that say that are people outside the game and yeah. people that are looking, people that want to be um, – and I understand the hesitancy to jump because they were so down when the Braves were five under five hundred. It was starting to look yep. like, oh man, this we're having a super, the World Series hangover and all that. So they don't want to get too excited, overexcited. But to 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 poo poo or dismiss a hit no. a, a winning streak because of the opponents in baseball is ridiculous. No. Baseball literally any night any team can beat anybody. And for anybody that says that downplays this streak. Ask yourself, why is it the longest streak in the majors this year? Why have the Yankees, they're a juggernaut. Why have they not had a streak like this? They play some bad teams. Yeah. The Dodgers are one and five against the Pirates. The Dodgers they got swept were at home. swept at by Dodger Stadium by the Pirates. So you can't yeah. on one hand say they're not playing anybody and then dismiss that. And then dismiss that the Dodgers got swept by them. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, you always got to be looking for a reason. Just accept that they're playing really yeah. well and they're beating teams. It's a lot easier to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. It's a lot easier to say it than to actually do it and not yeah. have one blip, one night where your starter gets his 
shit knocked out of him. And then a couple of relievers come in and have a bad night. Are you just like you get dominated by one pitcher? Some bad teams have some good pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. Marlins got out contra and they're not terrible, but you can face that dude at any point. And if you look back at the schedule and say, oh, they beat the Marlins pretty easily that series, it's like you're not looking at they beat out contra. And there were a couple of guys for the A's and the Pirates who had really low RBI, uh, yeah. low ERAs that the Braves faced. Yeah. So I mean, that's just silly. Don't 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 fool yourself if you're saying they're it's just because of the bad opponents. It's one thing to go nine and three against bad opponents. To go twelve and zero is really that's pretty. It's that's, special. And and the and all you have to do is look at what the Braves have done in the last decade. They just won four. They've won four straight division titles in a World Series. None of those teams had a twelve game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. And all those teams had some bad stretches where they are some stretches where they played bad teams. Yeah. So anyway, just don't don't uh kid yourself. Enjoy the streak because it's it doesn't happen very often. And it's and they're playing really good ball right now. Um in every aspect. That's the thing, is there's it's not like just two or three uh, two of the three components are are going well. They're playing really well, hitting, pitching, and defense. They're doing everything. Yeah, and I think that's the, the key takeaway for me from that is that when when this team's on, I I don't even think it matters if they were playing it, yeah. you know, subpar teams. I think when they're on, they go toe to toe and beat anybody. And when they're when they're off, when e- any you take any team and when nothing's working, the bullpen's struggling, the offense yeah. is struggling, the starters are a little off. Yeah. You're losing games. You know, and right now every everybody's firing, everybody's locked in, and you win twelve in a row. I don't think it really mattered. You know, and maybe if they're playing great teams, they're they're twelve, they're ten and two or nine and three. Right. But and, still, they're playing great baseball right now. And what makes the streak so amazing? What you're going to look back on? People are going is the four game sweep at Coors Field. That doesn't Impossible. happen. That does not happen. And this is not a bad Rockies team. At home, they were they were a, a, they were four games over five hundred. I think before the Braves went there, I think they're still over five hundred at home. So yeah. again, don't just dismiss that. They played some good teams at Coors Field. That's they are a different team at Coors Field. So to do this, they could streak, be two and forty. <laughs> you know, you could roll into Colorado. They're they're three exactly. and thirty one, and I still feel like a four game sweep's impressive. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. It's the longest winning streak since a 14-game streak in 2013. And here, I just looked at the numbers on both sides of the ball, what we're talking about. The Braves pitchers, 12-0, 2-8-6 ERA in June. And that and that's the other thing. It's how neat this is. It started June 1st. It really makes these yeah. streaks easy to compute and look at and everything. <laughs> but their pitchers in June, 12-0, 2-8-6 ERA, 126 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 111 innings. Opponents have 10 home runs and one stolen base in four attempts for the month. Opponents have scored two or fewer runs in seven of the 12 games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Two or fewer runs. Yeah, I mean, you can have a you can have one reliever come in and give up a four spot and, and, again, and break your streak. Four games at Coors Field. Yeah. Where four spots may be a good inning sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to look at because uh, I wanted to check on on the Rockies at home right now. The Rockies are still 16 and 16 at home. The Braves beat went four zero against them there. They're 11 and 18 on the road. They're a totally different team at home. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's the pitchers. I gave you the pitching numbers. The hitters for June, 12 and 0 streak. 
282 batting average, 343 OBP, 27 homers. They've out-homered opponents 27 to 10. 83 runs in 12 games. They've scored six or f- six or more runs in seven of the 12 games. So they've scored six or more in seven of the 12 games. Their opponents have scored two or fewer in seven of the 12 games. Yeah. And, you know, like the Mets, they built their lead. They played the Nationals. They played the Phillies before they were playing good baseball. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, when they were sub 500. You, you can't knock a team for going 12 and 0 against good teams and then not pay attention to, you know, the team they're chasing, built their lead playing some teams before they were hot or right. just bad teams too. They played Washington twice, Arizona. You know, I think you have to take all that into consideration when you're evaluating a team. Yeah, Phillies. That I've seen some Mets fans uh, looking at the pointing out their record against uh, above 500 teams now. Well, the Phillies were below 500 when they played them, so yeah. the Phillies just got reeled off a yeah. nine game winning streak themselves. I think yeah. it was nine. Anyway, um, so the Braves lead the National League with an 894 OPS in June. They also lead the league with 27 homers and with 27 doubles. They lead in all those categories. Their pitchers lead the NL. With that 268 ERA in June, they also lead the NL with a 1.05 whip in June. They're pitchers. How about the bullpen, man? I'm going to do a story on them in the next couple of days. The bullpen has just – if you told me you were going to lose Luke Jackson in spring training, you were going to lose Matzik for about a month, and then Colin McHugh, you've you've lost him for a week just when he had moved up to a really big role. And now you have that – Strider went to the rotation. And yeah, and Strider had, was 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 their most valuable guy, arguably when he's pitching yeah. two or three innings at a time. Now your bullpen has whittled its ERA to a league leading two point nine nine. I mean, that's impressive, man. They must have a good vibe down there. They must yeah, have some some good leaders. You I know, did, I talked to them. They do. That's what I was going to write in the story. I asked them about that. They got a great vibe. Because I've been in some pens. Some of the underperforming pens will just have a crusty vet that's a negative, yeah. you know, and does and and that's it's contagious down there, and he doesn't want to pitch or wants to. There's there can be a lot of drama in the pen that is a distraction, or you can have some guys that, I guess, they know the value of a positive vibe and and leadership down yep. there, and kind of guide the ship, even if they're not throwing big innings. They know how important it is that nobody's complaining or saying dumb shit down there. Uh, yeah, I bet I bet those guys really look up to Darren O'Day. You know, O'Day, Will Smith. Will Smith. Those are the two yeah. guys that everybody points to yeah. that keep it all together. They're funny. Mm-hmm. They keep everybody tight. They go out to dinner. I found out they go out when they're on the road, they go out to dinner together. The the relievers do. They hang out together. They they welcome Jackson Stevens said, Man, they could have come in. I could they could have come in and just like not even paid any attention to me, not even said hi. You know, I've I've never been in the organization. I didn't know anybody but except Contreras. He was his catcher in Venezuela for some games. And he had played with Duvy and Cincy. And that was it. He said, I didn't know anybody else on the team. And they came in and he said, from day one, just welcome me, embrace me. Yep. Made me feel so comfortable here. And that's the biggest thing. And Jackson Stevens has been huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, he's been good. That's Whenever I see uh, bullpens or just teams in general where guys tend to overperform instead of underperform, uh-huh. I look at I look at there's probably some good leadership making these guys feel right at home versus man there's nothing worse when a teammate won't even say hi to you or treat you like you're still in the minors or or you know yeah. just big leagues the shit out of you and you you start questioning if you belong or not or you're an outsider you got to earn your stripes here before we yeah bring you in the group yeah and and, and that's and the it, key too is it still you know you can still ride a guy yeah but you make sure he's invited to dinner every time yeah and they said Will Smith man has been unbelievable with accepting the demotion. He said he could have really yeah. been, you know, taking it personally after what he did for this team in the postseason. They said he has been unbelievable. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, that's big because he could have a sour attitude and everybody would be like, he's got a, I mean, he's got a right to be sour, you know, what, after what he did in the post, but he, he wasn't at all, which has made Kenley Jansen feel from day one welcome. And Jansen is a leader, you know, who's taken some young guys under his wing. So, he was a great addition. And Alex, Alex, you know, is like we've talked about how he vets those guys. Well, in Kenley's case, it was perfect because he knew him so well. And he yeah. had no doubts that he would fit from day one in this bullpen. Knowing the personnel they already had and knowing Kenley from L.A., he knew what Kenley was going to be about here, and he's been that. So Plus, he's pitched his ass off. So, And they got Eddie down there. And they got Eddie. 
And then they brought in uh, Jesus Cruz, and he's been great down there in his opportunities so far. <clears throat> Jacob Webb said, hey, you know, he was in Arizona. They brought him back, just got him back. And he said he was so thrilled to come back and join these guys because it's such a good group to be part of. Yeah. So, yeah, they got a good thing going. And, and you know, and, and Matzik's still been around every day. He's in the clubhouse every yeah. day. So he's he comes down there. And, and Luke Jackson's been around, too. He's rehabbing. So he's been in the clubhouse, too. And, Luke was at the game the other day with some couple of buddies and he came in. He's I'm a civilian today. He was dressed. I had, I saw him. He had on, I talked to him. He had a Hawaiian shirt on <laughs> some bright orange shorts, baseball cap. I don't even know what it said on it. Wasn't anything braves. He was drinking a beer. I said, how you doing, man? You look good. He goes, I'm feeling great, man. Keeping the elbow loose, 12 ounce curls. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he looks good. With that, you know, he looks good you're... though. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was funny the other day. I'd said something. I wanted a, a relief pitcher, a relief pitcher to hand the ump their non-throwing hand, just to see if they noticed, you know, walking off the field. And and Luke said he'd take care of it. And about two days later, uh, Chavi's walking off the field, and he sees the ump coming for him. He rips his glove off and hands ah. in his left hand. The ump, <laughs> the ump caught it too, but that that's kind of stuff, you know. I was that's in the funny. pen. I was in the pen with Chavi for you know on two different teams. Yeah. So if it's kind of like, you know, you form this bond where if one of your buddies says something or it pops up and it's like a Flaherty wants to see this on TV and two days later, Chavi's doing it on TV. That's great. That's great. Funny. Yeah. Chavez, second year in a row, they brought him in and he's pitched better than than he did before they got him in. So he obviously, this is an environment that he loves because yeah. he pitches yeah. so well here for these guys, man. Yeah. And he's Just, the easiest to get along with. Going back to Dansby. Dude is hitting 380 in June with five extra base hits, 12 RBIs, 1,006 OPS in 12 games, 12 ribbies. Tied with Soto for third most RBIs in the month, uh, in the NL this month. For the year now, dude, he's hitting 292, eight homers, a 356 OBP, team high 36 RBIs from the shortstop position. 816 OPS leads all NL qualified shortstops in OPS. Nice free agent year. Well, that's one of the things, man, is like you you think about it that year three, year four, you know, you're kind of taking that gamble that this year won't happen because, and he's taking the gamble. And, you know, I always respect guys that bet on themselves because I don't know if I would have had the balls to do it. Yeah. Like going into, when I was going into 11, 12, 13, if the Braves would offer me an extension, you know, also as a reliever, you know, that the injury thing, you know, is there. But anytime I see a guy, not sign the extension. I know how high their confidence is. You know, he's betting on himself to have this year. And man, there's going to be some suitors if he keeps doing this. He is making himself a lot of money, whether it's yeah. for the Braves or another team, compared to what yeah. he would have taken if he'd have taken a multi year deal like last year, two years I mean, ago. I mean, I got to say, if he keeps this up, he's surpassing my expectations offensively. I know oh, he's yeah. capable of doing this for spurts. And we'll see if he keeps doing it because he had you know, stretches last year too. But this is impressive. I mean, this looks like – It's a like, long spurt. And it looks like him too, the way he's doing He's hitting the ball the other way with authority. I mean, he can he can take the ball out at any time the other way now. He's that strong. He's getting stronger as he gets older, you know. I and, never give him credit for that. You know, just because of his build, I, yeah, I never give right. him credit that he can drive a ball out to right center consistently. Right. You know, I know he's going to run into a few, but, I mean, he's hitting balls – Middle in down out to dead center. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, you you He's can't strong. do that if your swing's not pure. Deceptively strong. Yeah. And the thing is, his he's got the body type that from a di- from a distance or on TV, he just looks like the guy next door, you know, because he's one of those who's just kind of proportioned, kind of like Chipper was, although Chipper was 6'4". He was a big dude. Yeah. But he didn't look, you know, on TV, you couldn't really tell because the way he's put together. Well, Dansby's kind of like that too. And then you get up beside him and you realize – this guy's about 6'2", you know. He's not like 5'11", yeah. you know, or anything like that. So he's a pretty big dude and incredible athlete, and we know that. Yeah. You know, really good basketball player in high school. You know, just a great athlete. And we see the athleticism at all times in the field. Um, but when he's got everything going, his swing going, he's really – and he's such an intelligent dude too that it's kind of all coming together for him right now. Couldn't come at a better time for him and the Braves, that's for sure. Um, <sighs> yeah. So his first 36 games, he had 223, four homers, 16 RBIs, 693 OPS, 49 strikeouts. Remember, he was like leading the league in strikeouts. 
Yeah. First 36 games. Last 26 games. 371 average. Four homers, 20 RBIs, 959 OPS. And here's a big one. 18 strikeouts in those 26 games compared to 49 strikeouts in the first 36 games. Yeah, I always give it I, – I, I give credit to the – just the mindset of playing for a contract for the first time in three or four years. You know, once you get to arbit- arbitration, is so sweet because you just have a okay year and you get a raise yeah, every time. Yeah. Like if you just don't die, you get a raise in arbitration. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then for the first time, and I thought I thought Freddie went through it too. You know, I thought his going into his free agent year, he struggled a little bit going into it, and then they yeah. kind of settle in and realize it's just baseball. But I think there's this pressure of I have to be better, I have to do more. You know, and if if he had, if he fell on his face this year and hit two twenty five for yep. a whole season, yep, he'd probably get in a two year deal. If you go out and you hit what yep. he's doing right now, he's at two ninety with thirty. He's looking at seven years, and oh, and, and like, that Gold Glove defense, Gold Glove caliber defense. Oh yeah. man, oh man. So oh, they, yeah. I mean, it's it's the first time you're playing with that pressure of having to put up numbers or wanting to put up numbers in a long time versus just letting your numbers come to you. And I think he might've felt that pressure early on. And then he finally got hot and settled in and man, he's, I don't even know what I would predict for a contract for a guy like that, but you don't see shortstops like this right. at the market. Much. It's an unusual case. It's an unusual yeah. case. And then there's only going to be, you know, if Korea decides to opt out, there's only going to be a few teams that can afford Korea. So the team that wants a really good shortstop doesn't want to pay him $30 million a year. Might look at Dansby, especially when you, he's got such a great reputation, you know, in in, in the clubhouse. I'd rather have Dansby. So, I mean, it, it, money not obviously if it was at the you same price. You got a normal price. payroll, yeah. If you got a normal payroll, you don't want to give thirty million of it to your shortstop. If you don't have to. I know Correa is a superstar, but <laughs> I'll take Dansby. Yeah, you know. Well, he's shown last year you can win a championship with him. Yep, and he was a very big part of it. So, um, hitting with runners on base. Here's the other thing where Dansby is really killing it this year. He's hitting 364, 32 for 88. That's not a small sample size anymore. He leads the team. Four doubles, four homers, 32 RBIs, 441 OBP with runners on base, 986 OPS. Easily the best among the Braves regulars, Dansby. And I've always thought that about him. I've always thought he was a big moment guy, a pressure guy. I've yeah. always thought he gets better in those situations. Um, I mean, that's just another thing that – it's one thing when a guy puts up his numbers, uh, but when he Dansby seems to put his numbers up in big spots. Yeah, when you need him, you know, get big hits. I don't know if that shows up in WAR or anything like that, but I guarantee you, everybody watching notices that, especially teams playing against him. You don't want him coming up with the game on the line. And encouraging thing, although it's a small sample size, Orlando Arcia is second on the team in yeah. the average with runners on seven for seventeen. Small sample, but he's. But it's almost more impressive because he's getting a hit so so few times that he steps in there, you know, with runners on and gets a hit. So, four twelve average, twelve fifteen OPS with runners on base. Next best among qualifiers on the team, regular players who get all the at bats. Next after Dansby is Travis Darno. He's hitting three twenty three with runners on. Come back strong after missing, you know, so much time last year. And and when he came back last year, he clearly wasn't himself yet after missing three months, you know, with that thumb injury yeah, um, and losing so much strength, but he's hitting 323 with runners on 20 for 62, four dollars, three homers, 896 OPS. And then you got Adam Duvall who has inched his way up to fourth on the team, third among the regulars, 289 average with runners on 24 for 83, four doubles, four homers, 826 OPS. That's pretty impressive considering how bad he's looked for a lot of the season that he's got that average with runners on. There's a lot of guys on this team that can get hot in a hurry. Yeah. You want to guess who's fifth among the Braves with uh, average with runners on base? Ahead of Acuna, ahead of Albies, ahead of Riley, and ahead Olsen. of Olsen, Ozuna, and Con- ahead yeah. of Olsen, Ozuna, and Contreras. We just named the whole team. Uh, nope. left? Michael Harris, the second. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, again, small sample size, but it's impressive considering he just started his career. 286. He's six for 21. With runners on base, double, triple, seven forty-seven OPS. You know, I guess I just I I thought you know this dude's got to have a chink in his armor. It's got to be the bat or something because nobody's th- this he, guy, but he's not really showing any right now. And he went oppo last night, home run for oppo. his first home run. And DC's not <laughs> short to left center. Ball yeah, doesn't fly there. Not at all. 
with runners in scoring position. Off the plate, too. That pitch was not even yep. a strike. Yep. Strong dude. With with runners in scoring position, Harris actually leads the team. Six for 14. He said 429. I know it's a small sample size. Well, and it helps it. It helps who's on deck. Yep. No doubt. He's getting fastballs and he's hitting them. Yeah. Getting plenty of fastballs. Um, Dansby leads qualifiers with runners in scoring position. Brace qualifiers. 396 with runners in scoring position. That is really impressive. 19 for 48. 1,068 OPS. Darno's next. 333 with runners in scoring position. 12 12 for 36. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Olsen and Ozuna. Here's a problem area. It's been a problem. It's not obviously a problem right now because everybody's hitting. But Olsen and Ozuna have struggled with runners in scoring position for most of the year. Olsen's at 220, 13 for 59, 745 OPS. Ozuna's been awful. 11 for 59, 186 with a 494 OPS with runners in scoring position. The problem is they've gotten both of those. Those are two of the high, the guys with the highest number of bats in those situations because yeah. of placing the lineup. Um, and Contreras, I wouldn't have thought this until I looked it up, but all but one of his home runs, he's got nine homers. All but one has come with the bases empty. He's hitting 216 with runners on base. Olsen's hitting 194. With runners on base, 19 for 98. So just some numbers that I was going through. But a lot of that is changing right now. Olsen's looking a lot better at the plate. And Azuna had a home run last night, so we'll see. They keep waiting for Azuna to catch fire. He's getting all the opportunities in the world, you know, because of his salary and all that. I mean, he would have been dropped long ago if he wasn't making any money. But uh, He's got two years left on his deal, right? Yeah, yeah. He's still owed $45 or so. He's going to get some reps. Yeah, he is. (laughs) It, you know, at least DH. So I know everybody would like to see Contreras DH and every day that he's not catching, but they're not going to bench Ozuna, you know, with that. Well, money. I think, you know, the upside too, if Ozuna gets hot. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, what hurts with kind of is that they have the second and third most ABs with runners on base, Olsen and Ozuna. And yeah, so far, not getting a whole lot of that. Austin Riley has the most ABs on the team with runners on. He's had twenty. He's twenty nine for one hundred and twenty in those situations. Two forty two, six homers, seven sixty eight RPS. Okay, uh, Acuna. Acuna is. We're, we're seeing the game Saturday. I went out to the game Saturday, and I wasn't going to write because Saturday's like a good day for us not to write with an online publication when they're going to play a Sunday game. Because a lot of people aren't going to read on the weekend at night and all this. So I went out there. Was just going to watch the game and uh, and and go to the clubhouse and talk to some guys for some future stories, and then Acuna has an Acuna game. Yeah. Dude, did you see him score from first base on a bloop single to right field? I honestly don't think I've ever seen that happen before where a guy did not bobble the ball or drop it. He didn't get waved home either. I mean, he just does nope. some of these things instinctually. Yep. That Blew through, wash, and stop sign. Never slowed down. That's one of those situations, though, where you you kind of you don't want him to tell him to turn it down too much. Oh, yes. And it's not going to tell him to turn it down there. Yeah, it's he does. I mean, he's. It was that's what makes him. That's what makes him so exciting, though. Is every game he yep. plays, he's. Yep. You think he might do something you've never seen before. Yeah. You know, even that he hit a slider. I mean, a dotted slider. It was on the black, down and away at the knees, reached out and hit it out to left center, and it, like it was nothing. Yeah. Like this is what he does. You know, he just does. He does something every game. Some of the throws he makes, even if the yep. runner isn't out. It's, 
Even if he doesn't throw to the right base, sometimes you're like, oh, hell, I'm glad he did, though, because that was beautiful. <laughs> it's you a don't show. see guys making throws anymore like that. No. Because guys don't long toss and build arm strength like they used to. They just hit the cutoff man. You know, They want to hit home runs in, in batting practice all day. They don't take infield at all. But Acuna throws has that arm like the old back in the day, you know, with the Dave Parkers and guys like that. He's got a cannon. Well, and he, you know, I mean, it's he fun to, to use it that. Off. It's fun. He likes to show it off. <laughs> it's it's fun to throw a ball 300 feet on a line. You know, even if you know the runner's not going, it's like for him, he's daring people to test him so he can show that thing yeah. off. I would too. The uh, That hit, that hit, Dansby's hit, and Dansby even had a look after that, after he got I the first him. base. Like, it was like, <laughs> what the hell yeah. he had a three-run single on a ball that went 194 feet and was 65 mile an hour exit velo three-run hit was See, the softest three-run hit in the majors this year exit velo yep and then that's, that's stuff that happens yeah. when you're hot too you know when you when you're cold you line out to the track right there yeah when you're hot you hit a bloop single and you got a cunha on first base he scores you know i mean it's that's just baseball but are you or when you are you when you're cold? It's like twenty feet shorter, and the first baseman just catches it like that. You know, and it's the a second double play. comes over and catches it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it took us. A, we almost had to go like your brain had to register that. Oh my God, he's going to score from first base because you're not even thinking that's a possibility. And all of a sudden, Acuna is, is rounding third, and you're going, "What in the? How is this happening?" Because the guy comes in, he fields the ball. You know, if he knew Acuna was going to go, I'm sure he would have ran a little faster to get it. But it wasn't like he was just lollygagging, you know. Well, you just assume, all right, that's right. two. Right. All right, he's going to be on third. And he caught him slipping and <laughs> scored from first. I mean, that's yeah, that's why you live with some of the plays that, that he right. does, you know, where he tries to do a little too much and maybe gets yeah. thrown out, try to stretch a double into a triple. You kind of live with that because sometimes you're going to score from first on a bloop single. So I've seen two things this year that I would not have thought possible one was Dansby scoring from first on that blue pit to left field when Soler fields it at almost the same place that Acuna's yeah. balls fielded on the right field line Soler comes in and gets that one on the left field line and Dansby's running right in front of him and just see Soler take his eyes for a second to second base to yeah. see Ozzy coming in with a double he's like I'm gonna throw to second base and, uh, and that's all Dan that's all Dansby needed was for him to divert his eyes for one second and Dansby never slowed down blew through the stop sign safe so these guys are aggressive, man, and it is paying off for them. That's the kind of team they are. They will take the extra base every time, you know. And um, there's a lot of value in that, you yeah. know, just just putting pressure on a defense. You know, you see guys that are burners down the first baseline, right? How many more times a second baseman will bobble it and rush the throw? Yeah. Versus, I mean, there's there's so much value in playing hard like that and always going and always trying to take the extra base. And this team's good at it. And the defense is always thinking in their heads, okay, I can't just feel this normally. Yeah. I got to be going. You know, they're always on edge, man. That's when you, you mess on up. Edge. Yep. And there's a difference, too. It's a fine line, but it's an obvious line between, like, those two plays where they were safe and Azuna at Arizona trying to go to third when there was no chance and just a good <laughs> throw gets him out, you know? When yeah. the stuff that pissed off Snit when he called the team meeting, they, they were running themselves out of outs on the bases. There's a difference between that and what two gifted base runners are doing with Dansman, especially that Acuna play. Those are the kind of things that that's thumbs up, not thumbs down. But uh, yeah, but it, that was a, that was the game where uh, Ozzy hits a grand slam. But all we really wanted to talk about after was Acuna scoring from first on a, on a yeah. single. <laughs> you know, the grand slams happen, but you don't see guys score from first on a bloop single to right field. No, but, it's like a triple play right there. I mean, I don't know what else can be said about the guy, but he's uh, <laughs> he's the most talented player I've ever covered, man. I mean, it's not even – I don't even hesitate to say that. Chipper's still the best player I've ever covered until I, until Acuna does it for a while. Yeah. But he is the most talented player I've ever covered, and it is – and I don't expect that to ever change. Yeah, he's, and that's why it's so important to watch guys play and see him play. Yeah. And be there in person and 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 watch it because, you know, it's one thing to hear how good the guy is. Right. And even for me, hearing you say how great he is and all these people say it, you know, I believe it. But then you actually watch him day in, yeah. day out, and you see the stuff he does. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching what it must have been like watching, you know, Hank Aaron when he was young or watching Willie Mays when they were young or Mickey Mantle. I'm not saying it's going to be a, guys like that, you know, near unanimous Hall of Famer. 
But if he keeps on the trajectory, he will and does this for 15 years, you know, he will. Yeah. I mean, he's that good. <laughs> Mike Trout was like that for me. The first, yeah. you know, because being in the National League, I'd never seen Mike Trout play in person. Right. You see the highlights, you see him burning down the line, ESPN showing how fast he is, or, you know, see some of his homers. And then the first game I saw him play, he hit a ball off the glass dead center in Oakland. Yeah. And made a play in the gap where he was flying. And you see Mike Trout in person yeah. and you see his size. Yeah. He's he, a big dude. He looks all right. Like he's put back. together. You think he's like 5'11, 6 foot, and he's 6'2, six 6'3. Six yeah. His neck's, his neck's like this big. And he looks like moving. a football player. He looks like yeah. a linebacker and he yeah. can fly. I, I heard, who was it? There was another player said a couple of years ago that Mike Trout was the only guy that he'd ever, in like a crowded stadium with the crowd roared, was the only guy that he could hear his footsteps the whole <laughs> way down, the, like, yeah. he could hear it. He said it was really noticeable because you never hear that. But you can yeah, hear him so, in the dirt. You know, with the Cunha, you might see one of those throws and that, bit, or, or him scoring yeah. from first. Like there's little stuff he does where if you're actually watching him and not just seeing yeah. the highlights, you might say, wow. Yeah. I've never seen a guy that can do that. And that's so that's legit rare talent that actually sells tickets. Because if yeah. you're if you're on the fence about buying tickets, you got a chance to see this guy play 81 games a year or however many home games he plays in most of them. That's that's entertainment, man, cuz you're seeing yeah. something you might not ever see before or after him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. that good. You know. So, and they're packing the house and he's a big reason too. You know, winning a World Series certainly is the biggest reason, but having a guy like that is so entertaining. They even in a bad game, it might be a dull game. He's good chance he's going to do something. Yeah. And every and every one of his bats is like must watch. I, you know? I if he's coming up, you know, if I'm kind of like last night I was jumping between the finals and the Braves game. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm make not sure Acuña's at bats. You I'm make like, sure to right. time it. Yeah. He's in and, the hole. Let me flip this game on. And I tell you what, man, Michael Harris, I know it's way early, but Michael Harris is a similar exciting guy. Not as flamboyant. You know, not going to do some of the things come, but he is that five-tool guy. I mean, the Braves have two five-tool guys. Most teams don't have one. Right. They've got two legit five-tool guys. I know I asked you about his arm because I saw him I saw him make one throw that was it looked kind of lazy. You know, I don't think he would have had a chance to get the runner anyway. And I asked you about his arm. You told me he threw 93 in high school or something like that, which is, you know, that's not a lot of outfitters did that. And then I saw him make another throw and I was like, okay, he has a cannon, too. I can't plus arm. I can't find anything that's that's not a plus tool with him. Yeah, he's plus. He's across the board plus. I mean, I mean, you can count on two hands the number of legit five-tool players there are in lineups around the majors probably these days because it's not as common as it used to be because guys kind of specialize. Guys are power yeah. hitters, and they get big, too big to run, or they don't work on their arm, you know? Speed I mean, and power. Speed and power Mike, is Mike Trout's not a five-tool guy right now. Mike Trout no. doesn't have a plus arm. Right, right. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, he's not a five-tool guy right now and <laughs> yeah. won't be again. He's just got four other tools that are four ridiculous. extraordinary tools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it balances out to five. Right. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying yeah. there's a, there's a rarity these days. Five to have guys. everything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. To work on the arm and also have the speed while still having hidden for big power, hidden for average, and being able to play Gold Glove caliber defense. So, yeah, that makes them a, makes for a fun team to watch when you got guys that can do it on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, they're not dull. So it's going to be interesting to see how long they can do this. Uh, uh, the the schedule, I mean, you look at it, you're not going to what they're due for have a bad game or somebody to piss their ass off against them, you know. Yeah. But they got three more games against the Nationals, and then they got two games against the Cubs. So, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, three games against the Cubs. Yeah. So we'll see. Two more, what? Two two more, two more against the Nats, not three, and then three against the Cubs. Six game road trip. So the Cubs, uh, those are definitely a series they could win all three of them. But you know that's kind of like Rockies. You don't usually go to Wrigley Field and sweep either. No. It's, you know, you don't sweep anybody on the road. Three day you know, games. It, it's it's hard to pull three day off. games. Yeah, and that's the the Cubs are a whole, hell of a lot more experienced to hit playing day games than the Braves are. Those day games suck in Chicago. Oh yeah. So it's they, gonna be fun to watch. I'm a, I'm I'm really curious to see you know how. Uh, how RC is going to take handle this uh, this opportunity? My gut is that he's going to play well, um, and they're not going to miss a whole lot there. I mean, I hate, I hate seeing Ozzy go out because the energy he brings. 
but uh, they got a lot of other guys now with that kind of energy too. A lot of young guys that uh, that I don't think it would have been as big as losing him in the past at some points, but it's going to hurt for sure. But they've got a whole this team is clicking right now, and uh, they can cover it better than most could for sure. So yeah, I mean, it, if you're a team that can't lose one player and still win, you you weren't going anywhere anyway, right? Right. They can't really afford to lose another one without making a no. move. And it'd be hard to make a move right now. So Yeah. But you know, you know, Alex, if they do need to make a move, he'll certainly do it before the trade deadline and bring in a, a, a legit second baseman. If they need to do it, he'll do it. Yeah. But I don't think they're gonna have to with Arcia. He's a good player. Jazz Chisholm's not available, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those out there suggesting that he go get Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, give him Harris, Kyle Wright. Yeah, like call up Kim. Kim, can you send your best player to the division opponent that where we'll have him for the next six, seven years? Yeah, it's gonna take it it take way too much to get that guy right now. No, that guy's a stud. He's built around him. While he's not making any money. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll talk again later in the week after they play a couple more against the Nats. Got an off day Thursday, and I'll be in Chicago. Um so we'll, we'll do this again, and uh, we'll have a room with you guys probably next week, if not this week. All right. Cool. 755 is real. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. We're out. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.